You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. And Brian, I mean, you know, you're here all throughout the Locked On College channel, all Locked On College Network. You also write for All Hurricanes, which we forgive you for. At least I do. I know a lot of other my listeners will not will not forgive you for that, but they've already got their own things going on that just make no sense. But uh, <laughs> Florida this weekend, insane weekend uh six commits over 48 hours one decommit and flip which we don't have to talk about that but what are your just general feels for florida from this weekend number one you got to give everybody that's involved with florida football from billy on down to just staff members a lot of credit get all the kids on campus talk to parents to coaches everything is an incredible amount of logistics and then once they're there, you better have a plan for each single person. That includes everybody they bring with them because they all want something different academically, socially. How am I going to play? Where are you going to play me at? What's the plan? Nutrition. There's a gazillion questions that you better know the answer to as soon as they walk up to. And I mean, immediately, especially moms involved. And mom is oftentimes the decision maker. So it's important. And they did a great job. That's number one. Number two not only did they get really good players, let's, let's just use one example. You and I talked about this off air. Aaron Childs, somebody that you and I had discussed two or three times in some capacity, he's going to Michigan. He's going to Michigan. He's going to Michigan. He committed to Florida in the middle of a visit. So, it, it, I mean, Michigan was a playoff team the last year. I mean, they've been really freaking good, and they, they know how to coach defensive players. That shows you that Florida's recruiting momentum isn't just like a little bit. It's big. Again, props. So they're a candidate for any kid that steps on that campus to make a move with. That has been proven. The other thing, and we'll get into this a little bit more, I find it very interesting where most of these young men come from, and it's not within the state of Florida. Yeah, that's it's it's something that we've talked about extensively off air. I've been I've been tweeting about it. It's so weird. Florida has 15 commits right now. Six of them are from the state of Georgia. Two of them are from Florida. Two of them are from Texas. Two of them are from Maryland. One is from Mississippi, one's from North Carolina, and one is from Germany. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny because we were talking about it off air where, you know, Billy Napier got hired to the Florida Gators and he immediately was like, we want to wall off Florida. We want to we want to just dominate Florida. Nothing right now. <laughs> you got two commits there. Uh, what, what do you think of this approach from Billy Napier and, and this coaching staff? Part of it is just coincidence. I can tell, and a lot of people who live here in Florida probably know this, the kids in Florida are by far the most fickle when it comes to recruiting. They tend to take the longest to make decisions. And even when they do make decisions, eh, how committed they are is questionable. Napier and his staff have contacts all over the South. Remember now, he, he was at Clemson. He was at Alabama. He was at University of Louisiana. So he knows all the programs all the way into like East Texas and Dallas. They're not going to wait around. They're not. 
really good players are coming to them, North Carolina, Maryland, etc. If they want to be a Gator and this kid over here wants to fool around, I'm going to take the bird in hand instead of possibly two in the bush. That's the old saying. There you go. They want to get really good players. And they're also filling needs too. Like we'll, we'll get into the D line thing here in a second, but they're getting kids that they need to compete with Georgia, Alabama, LSU schools that they traditionally have to play to win the sec. And they're getting them over some of those schools, offensive line and defensive line, like Maskell, LSU wanted that kid. That's a really good sign. Not only are you getting a great player, you're getting a great player that now you don't have to play against. So they're not worried about where they're from. I'm sure he wants to get more and more kids from Florida, but this is also a wake-up call to them. We've got 15 commits. If you don't want to come, somebody else will. The end is filling up. Your move. Yeah, it's especially important because for so long we've heard Florida might bring in only 22 kids in this class and then focus more the rest of those scholarships on the portal. So if if you're a high school kid now, it's like, okay, well, if they really are planning on only taking like 22, there's seven spots left and and there's more important positions that are available where some kids are going to no longer have that option to really get. But uh, another thing that I wanted to ask about actually, because I feel like pretty much since Billy Napier has gotten hired, uh, whenever we talk about recruiting, we talk about, you know, eventually Billy's going to have to go into Alabama and he's going to have to beat Nick Saban for kids like he did with, with Kelby Collins. And and Billy Napier's going to have to go into Georgia and and beat Kirby Smart for some of these kids, which Makai Burrow was just on Georgia's campus, then got off campus and committed to Florida. And then you look at Marcus Maskell where it's like, oh, well, he's going to have to beat anybody for these and here it's like marcus maskell was florida lsu nc state and florida went out that but but there's so many times where we've said you know billy napier needs to go into these other states and take these recruits from those states and win those battles not just take you know the ones that they that they don't want this is georgia wanted makai burrow regardless of what their fans will tell you on twitter they brought in Jordan Davis. They brought in Devontae Wyatt to try to sell Makai Burrow. So this is not a, a guy that was just left by the wayside by Georgia and Florida came and scooped him up. This is Billy Napier finally answering the call of you need to go into these states and win these battles. On Burrow, I know I know people at that program, Georgia was not happy about his decision. They are still adamantly going to recruit him. They're going to go after him to signing day. That is a battle that Florida is going to have to go after. And any Georgia fan that doesn't think they want didn't want him, you are wrong. Um, this is also a kid, although he's listed at like 390 on 247, they're also wrong. He's a kid that's gotten into the weight room, changed his diet, done some different things. It's the same kind of pattern that big Jordan Davis took once he got to the University of Georgia, changed his body, and he became a first-round pick. He was a lot of fun to watch. This kid fits that profile. He's down to 348. And he still has a year of high school left. He might be on a path to play a little earlier than what Jordan did for the dogs. And we both know the Gators need help at D tackle and nose guard. And I'm going to guess they'll probably end up playing some odd man fronts like Georgia does. If you have a guy like that, the playbook just goes wild. You can protect your inside linebackers a lot differently. And this is a kid that's not just some big fat body either. He can dunk a basketball. He's an athlete. So I think that he'll be an impact guy. Do not discount him based on his ranking. His ranking is completely way off on some of these sites. This is a football player. It was a priority recruit for the Bulldogs. What does that tell you? 
So Florida won a big battle there. And the other kid that I really love, and if anybody's got a chance to watch film, this is my guy out of North Carolina, which you don't see Florida get a ton of kids out of there. But this kid's different. I, I have no idea where Quentin, North Carolina is, but they have Amaris Williams. And he I'm going to guess he was 235, 240 last year. He played running back against some poor people that they had parents that had to watch that. As they got run, I mean, just completely bludgeoned. And he also played nose guard. He played D-end. He played all over and dominated. That's a kid that's going to play early for Florida. Love his film. He has as much upside as any defensive lineman in the country. Yeah, he was one that I uh, really wasn't expecting to happen on Saturday. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Florida's like they're making pushes. And then Omaris flipped it, or Omaris committed it. It's like, oh. Okay, then. All right, I'll, I'll take it. And Aaron Childs to wrap up the night was just icing on the cake, brother. Yeah, it was insane. We talked about Aaron Childs last week, and we were like, how does Florida? I remember I said a Florida visit can change things, though. Yeah. I wasn't kidding. I've lived this my whole life. Florida visits have done that to a lot of kids that were going to go to Florida State or Miami, Georgia, Alabama for decades. It's a really cool place to go to school. Do not undersell the Gators on a recruiting visit. And for Florida, I mean, you got Amir Jackson, you got Nasir Johnson, Amir Williams, Aaron Childs, uh, Makai Barrow, Marcus Maskell, all this past weekend. Of those, which guys do you think are maybe the most impactful upon arriving into campus or even just the most important in terms of filling out the rest of your class? Childs probably has the biggest impact. He's at a hell of a program and good counsel. He's a kid that's very instinctive. Bare minimum, he's going to walk in and start on at least one or two of the special teams units. And they need help at linebacker. He's got a chance to be in the 2D at the very minimum by the end of his freshman year. Linebacker's hard in today's world, though. It's above the shoulders a lot, knowing play calls and formations. You get caught out of out of alignment, it's bad. So it'll, it'll depend on him. But athletically, holy cow, that's what you're looking for. Inside or outside linebacker, he could really run. He could be a blitzer off the edge, whatever you need him to be. The other kids, though, are the two we just mentioned. Like, you can't teach 350 in an athlete. Burrow is different, man. I mean, that's Florida doesn't have a guy like that that is headed in the right direction in terms of his body size, his weight, his attitude, everything, like in the freshman class or anything like that. Obviously, Desmond Watson's a huge guy, but he's going to be a junior, I believe, this fall. He needs to change his body still. They need another guy that's coming up the ranks. And he's got a chance if he continues to improve his body. Let's say he gets down to 325 by the time he enrolls, he might play as freshman. And then again, look, if you haven't watched the film of Amaris, that's on you. It's easy. It's free. It's on huddle. Go watch it. It's ridiculous. He will play early at the University of Florida. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, my number one sportsbook. Actually, the only sportsbook I use now. I used to use other ones in addition to FanDuel. Now it's just FanDuel. New new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And I will tell you what I've been betting on a lot lately. You know what it is? It's Florida Gators baseball. I've been taking the over in every game they've played in both the regional, super regional, and now this tournament with the World Series. And let me tell you, they've been cashing because Florida's bats have been alive. 
and I love it. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. You can go to fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. And it's interesting talking about Makai Burrow and even Marcus Maskell where, you know, they're composite three-star guys right now. They're, they're, Marcus Maskell is right now, uh, according to 24-7 composite, 669th in the nation, 51st offensive tackle, 82nd player in the state of Georgia. Makai Burrow, 998th nationally, 97th defensive lineman, 113th player in the state of Georgia, where... Like I, I and I'm fully on board where I'm the type where I'm like, look, I don't care too much about a ranking because a lot of what you do is what happens when you're on campus. But we know recruiting rankings do matter. And for Marcus Maskell and Makai Burrow, they're both completely overlooked the guys. But what does that say for Florida's approach and maybe we'll say maybe confidence in their own ability, which could be a good or a bad thing, to develop these players and turn them into diamonds in the rough kind of guys. You have to trust your own evaluations. I mean, there's just no way around it. If you're going to look at the rankings, that's fine. The top 50 or so kids in the nation, maybe top 75, there's a pretty good consensus for the most part. After you get past 100 and definitely after 150, man, it's a free-for-all. I mean, just like I love the state of Georgia in terms of scouting. The problem is, A, it's massive. And B, the players, there's like one or two kids at every school. It's impossible to scout. Even Kirby Smart staff can't know about everybody. It's not possible. And the kids move around all the time. Bro is a kid that transferred and transferred back, blah, blah, blah. Not everybody even knows what high school he's at. How are you going to literally know everything? Well, you got to follow your contacts. You got to go out on the road and you got to ask questions. I have stories for years about kids that were accidentally found by a school. They weren't even recruiting him, and they go to a high school, and they say, hey, man, you need to go check out the, the kid or arrival right down the street. He can ball. They didn't even know about it. That happens all the time. Burrow's a great, great case for that. And, again, if Georgia wants a kid in their own state at nose guard, the most specific spot in all of football to recruit, and they really want a kid, is he really the 992nd player in America? No, he is not. I will answer that question real simple right there. So I'm not real worried about it. If Kirby Smart likes a nose guard, that's a pretty good sign. Florida went after him. He had a ton of other SEC offers. This kid's a top 500 player conservatively, and he fits a need. He's exactly what the Gators are trying to find. Yeah, I get the feeling that a good deal of these guys are going to be risers late in the cycle. Oh, 100%. Because um, that's just how things go. But along the offensive line, Florida kind of needs some risers because they've got three commits right now. All three have committed in the past week from the time of recording this on Monday evening. Uh, you got Marcus Maskell, Mike Williams, and I am so sorry for this. Noel Portnagen, I'm assuming is how it's pronounced from Germany. Um, three of the four lowest ranked commits in the class right now. But I mean, for Florida, their, their approach is to take these tall, heavy, athletic offensive linemen that they can then develop and turn into legitimate starters and all SEC players. I mean, look at last season of Cyrus Torrance, all American that was completely overlooked. Ethan white was the lowest ranked commit in his class and became all SEC last season. So for Florida, this approach of adding the, these high ceiling athletic offensive linemen, that, that's been their approach, but how do you feel about that? Where you have Rob Sale and Darnell Stapleton are proven developers, 
but it's it's certainly an interesting approach to take so many developmental pieces along the offensive line. I think that's twofold. Number one, you got to give them credit for what they've done prior to this class. So they're going to be able to sell that and they know what they're looking for. Again, the ranking from on three or whatever, they're probably not all that concerned about. That stated, some of the kids they wanted, they probably didn't get. It's competitive. You're not always going to hit the home runs and get Aaron Childs at every spot. You're just not. So that being stated, they're still in on some other players, but these guys have the frames to develop into it. Let me also put it this way. At corner, more than any other position, you kind of know. Because that's a spot, it's more about physical ability than any other position on the field. A little bit, to a certain degree, at running back, too. At offensive line, it's about above the shoulders, being able to think, work together as a unit, and then really who wants to eat right, lift right, live right. Offensive line is changing your body. Ethan White's one of the greatest stories. He was like 400 pounds when they signed him. And he obviously figured it out. He, he was dedicated. As long as Florida's signing kids that want to be Gators and want to go through the process and they will accept coaching, they'll be fine. But those are a lot of ifs. They do need to finally, you know, like Mike Williams, I think, is underrated. They need to get a few more guys that are ranked higher. Sure, that would be great. But they're still on the right track overall. So having a great group of offensive line coaches is a big deal. Yeah, and we're going to wrap up with – Flip candidates because, well, Billy Napier's been trying to get some of those. Uh, Billy Napier lost one of those with Chauncey Bowens just about a week ago. But for Florida, I mean, you've made significant progress with two receivers committed to two ACC schools that are both your rivals. So what would it mean for Florida if you can flip somehow both Tawaski Abrams and Chance Robinson Abrams, of course, for those who don't know, committed to Florida State right now. Chance Robinson currently committed to the Miami Hurricanes. Out of the two, and, and I only know one of them on a personal level, and I, I know Chance pretty well, I would guess it would be the Florida State situation. Um, UF has always been more dominant with the kids in Southwest Florida than Florida State. But he did, I mean, you got to give Florida State credit. They got him to commit early on. But I, I never heard any smoke about, like, you know, this is the only school he wanted to go to or anything else. And he's communicated with a lot of the schools, et cetera. I'm going to go there. The other reason is Chance grew up a Miami fan. His dad's a Miami fan. He's been going to Miami games forever. And Miami's recruiting him hard. I've told you this before, and I'll say it again. If he flips, I would think it would be Penn State because it's so much different than Miami. Just get out of state. But Florida's recruited him really hard. And after what they've done in the last 48 hours or so, I'm not going to negate anything. Again, he took a visit. He really enjoyed it. So why not? I, I haven't talked to him in the last week or two. I couldn't tell you if anything's really changed, but he put up that little update recently that showed the Miami, the Penn State, and the I mean, that's about all we know. He's not he's not a kid that's going to give out much. But if I had to guess, I, I would say Tawaski is the more likely for it. Yeah, uh, Chance really pissed off some Miami fans when he did that, too. I remember seeing just people tweeting at him, just like, how are you releasing a top three while you're committed? Uh, and then really, uh, re really miffed some Miami fans. But, hey, I'm here for it. Uh, Miami <laughs> fans worrying about that. Tawaski Abrams and Florida State fans worried about that, where they say, oh, I saw one that said, something shady is going down at Florida because they got all these commits. Cause that's what it is. It can't be, it can't be just good recruiting. It's gotta be something shady. Um, that that's just, that's, that's how recruiting Twitter is, but there is one <laughs> guy that, that's committed to Florida that we are, 
I, I'll say this. Personally, I'm not concerned about it. I know there are plenty of other people who are, and I know there are plenty of other people who think that there is good reason to, and I'm not saying there's not reason to be concerned. I'm just not. I don't know why. I have no reason for that. But I will say that Adarius Hayes took a visit to Miami this past weekend. We know that he said, you know, I'm committed to Florida, but if other schools want to host me and and they want to, you know, wine and dine, for example, then we'll do that. Uh, but he took a visit to Miami, and I know that there's also, you know, he went with a teammate. He took pictures in the Miami uniform and posted them himself. So it clearly wasn't just entirely here to support you, man, uh, or woman, whoever it was. <laughs> but should Florida Gators fans feel concerned about Adarius Hayes taking that visit to Miami? Well, it's not a positive. I mean, <laughs> let's be realistic. He he went down on his own dime. It was an unofficial. And he had a good time. I wouldn't have said much except for your point about the photos and him posting it. He has to at least be considering Miami to do that. I don't know how logically we could come up with any other answer. So he's an elite player. He's a kid that I enjoy being around very much. He is a thumper, play linebacker or defensive end. You can never have enough of those guys. And he's a kid that grew up a Florida Gators fan. So I would think he signs with Florida, but Miami, I know, really wants him. I, I mean, I do I do think that matters, and they're trying to flip him. So my guess is this will play out much longer down the road. Unlike the last 48 hours, this isn't going to be an immediate deal, and he'll take his time with it. But it is something to monitor. If Darius took the visit, you got to think about it. Yeah, that's something where I'm kind of just bracing myself for, where let, let's say Tawaski Abrams – Chance Robinson, Adarius Hayes, they all flip. I'm still just going at that point. I'm like, all right, I don't care about you until my national signing day then. Cause <laughs> I, I just know that the door's not really shut with you. So that, oh. that's my approach to things now. It's just like, if you're even <laughs> considering a flip, I just, I'm just not concerning myself until, uh, until national signing day. But I do have one more question for you. And it's just me being personally curious here. As someone who specializes in covering recruiting, how irritating is it to have to deal with the Florida Gators, Miami Hurricanes, and Florida State Seminoles just on the trail? You mean the fans or their coaches? Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, the coaches have been nice. I haven't had any problems with any coaches. The fan bases are very annoying. There's no, there's no way around it. They are completely going through it with blind, especially the ones that post a lot on Twitter. Uh, your your comment earlier about like the Florida State guy or whatever. If that role was reversed, would he say that? No. The only time they say anything is if it benefits the school they root for. Beginning and end of conversation. Many of us that cover recruiting here in Florida, we we see each other all the time. It's like we're family members because we're at the same events, and we joke about how bad the fan bases are in this state about being moaning all the time. All three of them, all the time. It's nothing new. So. It's hilarious to us now. It's kind of like water off a duck's back, but it's still noticeable. Yeah, I said the same thing about Austin Simmons when he left and his dad was like, hey, schedule's tough. They want DJ Lagway and everybody just went to, he's scared of competition. If someone left Ole Miss to come to Florida and said that, you would not have a problem with it if you're a Florida Gators fan. And if he works out at Ole Miss, let's say Austin Simmons becomes a legitimate just Heisman candidate at Ole Miss 
every Florida Gators fan is going to go, we had him in our grasp and we lost him. So I'm just like, I don't even care at that point. I just have fun. Um, it's just, wee. So talk about the fan bases and recruiting. That, that's my, that's my approach for it now. But thank you so much, Brian. This was Brian Smith, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel. He's going to be on Lockdown Gators a second time later this week. Thank you so much, Brian. Can't wait to see you again. Take care, buddy. And go Gators. They're, uh, they're hot on the trail, brother.